welcome to The New Disruptors, a podcast that suggests you look in the rearview mirror to see what's coming ahead. I'm your host, Glenn Fleischman, and this is another entry in the sort of sub-podcast series I'm calling Grand Inventions, in which I talk to people about inventions created by their ancestors, a grandparent, great-grandparent, or another relative that are still in wide use today. And joining me is Ben Belay. Hello, Ben. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being on. I'm fascinated by what your grandfather invented. Can you tell me what your grandfather invented? Yeah. Thanks for having me. My grandfather, Eugene Bolle, invented, or at least as family lore has it, invented television weatherman work. He was one of the first, if not the first, uh, weatherman on television. But that was not actually his first invention. It During World War II, he was one of the team of weather scientists that were instrumental for a variety of projects, ranging from the uh, Manhattan Project and analyzing weather to to make that come off to success. But also, and a little bit more interestingly, he was responsible for seeding clouds over the beaches of Normandy during D-Day. I did a little research. I think he was one of the first people to be a professional meteorologist or, or obtain a, a degree in meteorology as a separate profession? Yeah, he, he wrote the book on meteorology, and we have a few copies of it uh, floating around the house. And, and it literally is the guide to meteorology in, in, in some form that was the go-to reference material for quite a few years during the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Well, that's fascinating. I think about that, right? Radar was invented in World War II. We may have someone on the show later whose father was one of the people who invented radar, which would be a great counterpoint or compliment to to this. Do you remember when you first learned that your grandfather had invented something or developed this field and, and technology? No, I think that was that was something that was that happened pretty early in my life. The my grandfather was fairly old uh, when I came around, so he was always sort of this, you know. Patris familius in the background. <laughs> the uh, story that my dad would always tell me was about the weatherman work and the science work that that my grandfather did as part of the World War II war effort. Uh, and I think that was those are some of the earliest stories that my father probably told me. A lot of kids are sometimes dubious about things. Sometimes they'll accept everything you know without question, and other times they're like, "That can't be possible." So, do you remember when you maybe the first time you heard about it, or do you remember being a kid and thinking, "Oh, you know, oh wow," or "Oh." No, nobody invents things. That's uh, you know some other process. Like, was did you have a question about your grandfather having invented, uh, you know, or this kind of field of of uh, research or field of uh, endeavor? No, I mean you have to picture for a moment uh, the quintessential nineteen fifties study with a giant oak desk and the room full <laughs> of very scholarly books and a ink blotter and the whole letter opener, all the, all the sort of accoutrements of, a, of that particular scene. That was my grandfather's study. <laughs> so to walk into that particular room and see my grandfather sitting behind my desk, you could fully believe that he had invented, led multiple companies, sold them for sums of money to various uh, enterprises, built whatever had come about. There, there was, there was uh, plenty of belief tied up into that room that, uh, you know, you never, you never doubted those things. That's great. And so, and you said he was uh, older when you were, uh, when you were born. Uh, d- did you know him through your life or did he pass away when you were still a kid? He passed away in 2001 and uh, I was 
21 at that point. And so I, I remember the, you know, him passing. I remember the funeral. Uh, we had a, a lot of people talking about his life around that time. And that's where some more stories uh, came out about things that he had involved in. Uh, one of my favorite is a, a computer that he invented. Now, when we think of computer in this day and age, we think of, you know, the various laptops or desktops or phones or watches or other technology. But back then, a computer meant something a little bit different. It meant a calculator, something that was able to take a series of inputs and produce an output, usually involving uh, some sort of logarithmic or or nonlinear scale that was difficult for a normal person to do the math in their head for. So these computers that my grandfather had apparently either invented or productized, I think we were never quite clear which which one it was, uh, were uh, nuclear bomb yield calculators. And this story is fairly apocryphal. I don't know if this is actually true or if, if this is just something that we found in his effects and, and a story grew up around it. But these calculators would take in the height of the explosion, the size of the nuclear bomb, the distance that you were from it, and return back uh, in very top secret labeled numbers the size of the explosive force at the location that you happen to be unfortunately standing. <laughs> so this is a, 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 a unexpected uh, find in, in his uh, you know, effects, but... It was, it was a very interesting little piece of historical lore. The related thing to that, of course, is um, how much family mythology turns out to be true. And, um, you know, we live in a, a wondrous age today. I did a little research on your grandfather, and there's an enormous amount of references to him in the literature. And I found out, uh, we were talking before the podcast, I provided you new information that Pat Sajak of Wheel of Fortune succeeded your grandfather as a, a weather station uh or as a uh, TV weatherman at a uh, Los Angeles TV station in 1980. Uh, so, you know, there's there's all these little facts we can find today. But I wonder if you had ever researched before uh, the family myth. Um, the, you know, I mean, not that it's myth. You actually had seen the papers and so forth. But, but some of these things grow up like myth. Had you researched any background on your grandfather's claims or the stories told about him? Oh, of course not. No, no. I mean, I, I think I think you you call it correctly myth and and family lore of of whatever form it takes is is gospel, right? It's it's the stories that you grew up with, and they largely are are true for the for the family more than they are true for for anyone else, and and that sort of becomes part of the definition, the picture that you have in your head about about your grandfather or your aunt or your uncle or, your, or whoever the stories happen to be about. Uh, and my family is, is a great one for family stories that have very little resemblance to actual truth. Well, this is, again, this is the, the age we live in. It's very easy to uh, you know get more objective truth because it's straightforward to find out things by typing in on the internet. And, you know, for instance, I uh, pulled up a page here from the Boston Globe in 1973. A spokesman for the National Oceanic, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Gene Boley, said recently that the consistent seeding of clouds had increased the rainfall over the Sierra Nevada by about 15%. 20 years ago, we'd be like, well, you know, Grandpa said this thing, but I don't know. And now it's like, well, I could actually find out. But, you know, how how much do I want to know the, you know, not the truth, but do I want to dispute this uh, because it is family myth? And 20 years ago, you could find out maybe a little bit, but a lot of this material, especially parts of his military service, oh, yeah. were still classified. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what I'm sort of looking forward to sometime in, in the future is to go through and do an FOIA request for his service record. 
and whatever other documents the U.S. government might have around this. And some of this might still be classified, tied up as it is in, in Manhattan Project nuclear era secrets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. And some of that may be 100 years before it comes out, but we'll, we'll still be around, hopefully. One of the reasons I, I want to do this little podcast series is inspiration is a hard thing to find sometimes. And uh, having an inventor in the family, I've, I've known several people who have different family members who invented things. You know, some it's one generation back and some it's further. And we're talking to some of them in this series. But I wonder how um, growing up with a grandparent who invented things and talked about inventing and creating, you know, again, new fields, um, how did that affect uh, what you did in your life, either professionally or otherwise? There's probably two really interesting stories that, that I, I have from sort of how my grandfather influenced the direction I took. The first was uh, at, a, at a fairly young age, at one point, and I don't remember the context for this at all, he turned to me and said, Ben, you should never go into the military. Oh, wow. And I'm like... Why not, grandfather? Like, first of all, where did that come from? But, but also, second of all, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why, why shouldn't I do something like that? Uh, and he said, uh, you'd never follow orders. <laughs> and I assume at that point I was, I was misbehaving in some form, uh, which would be entirely out of character for me. Uh, but the, the, the implication there was, was that this was not a path he thought was appropriate for, for someone of my particular mentality. So uh, that, was, that, was, that was always a very interesting thing that I kept with me for a long time. Uh, but, you know, the piece that, that probably stuck with me the most was the position he had as a man of science and and sort of the a very obvious value he placed in that and the respect that it accorded him uh, from from people around him and, and walking into that study and, and seeing sort of this uh, man of science at work in, in his environment those are some very formative memories that I have and and they've driven a lot of sort of my my focus on intellectual work and and that space uh, for the rest of my life and something that I still think about to this day about how my grandfather was very much a, a intellectual and and someone who looked at the world and inspected it and tried to make sense of it and so what have you wound up doing with your life, young man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I never did go into the military for what that's worth, but uh, that turned out to be, to be appropriate advice. I still have problems following instructions. The, uh, I have followed a career uh, at the time, uh, and this was fairly obvious for me at a young age, being involved in computers and programming. I, I probably started programming uh, when I was six or seven years old and, and haven't really stopped ever since. Uh, and since then, I've, I've you know, launched my own company, has been an entrepreneur a few times, uh, worked for big companies and small companies, and I'm currently working on uh, researching uh, artificial intelligence at the Paul Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence and uh, looking to build a company around ideas that I and others come up with. Well, that's fantastic. This is a, it's a, a nice through line from your, your grandfather's career. I wish you luck in what you're exploring. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. The 
This has been The New Disruptors. The theme music is by Jeff Tolbert. Audio lives at SoundCloud and the site runs on Squarespace. This episode was hosted by me, Glenn Fleischman. You can help support this podcast and fund the production of more episodes by visiting newdisrupt.org support and find out about monthly and yearly membership options that include access to a private discussion forum for listeners, a fancy enamel pin, and being thanked on an episode. This episode copyright 2018, a periodical LLC. It's licensed under the Creative Commons by NCN. 3.0 license. Feel free to distribute it intact and with attribution by linking back to newdisrupt.org. I only ask you don't offer it for sale. Please join us again next time. Thanks for listening.